you know, you just got to pretend you're talking to a customer, you know, just talk, mm -hmm. talk to your people or, or, you know, talk about what matters and, you know, find things you can talk about that you're comfortable about talking about. It might not be your pet food. It might be, Hey, let's, let's talk about my kayak today. You know, something to, you really know well that you can get passionate about and just practice doing that for a while before you go live on Facebook. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. I thought I was really prepared for today's interview. But as soon as my guest, Patty Zeller, started telling me how she got started in the pet industry, I was so surprised. What she shares is such a cool story that perfectly illustrates a concept that I've been learning about recently that helps you find out what you should do with your life based on the intersection of passion, talent, and opportunity. Patty found that. By learning how to communicate with animals and discovering that there was a need in her community for resources on natural pet care. Patty has a background in marketing, so it's no wonder that she knows how to make a name for herself, her business, and local animal rescues through videos, especially her weekly live Facebook show that has a reach of 350,000 viewers. She shares a ton of great video topic ideas in our conversation. Coming up with eye-catching marketing strategies is a lot easier when you have the right tools. I put all of the wonderful resources that my guests tell me about in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. It's a spreadsheet with over 150 tools, apps, educational resources, and more, and you can download it for free at wearwagrepeat.com guide. There's a bunch of tools in there that can help you do live streaming videos on Facebook, Instagram, or your own website. Just go over to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get the entire resource guide for free. Patty Zeller is the founder and owner of Animal Connection, an award-winning all-natural store for pets located in Charlottesville, Virginia, now celebrating 18 years in business. Patty has received a ton of awards, including America's Coolest Pet Store and Retailer of the Year Best Social Media Marketing. She's also the founder of Dog Fest Charlottesville, an event that brought together over 4,000 attendees, 38 booths, 14 rescue groups, 110 dogs in the costume contest, and a microbrew collaboration to raise money for local pet rescues. Patty has a passion for local businesses and also co-hosts a weekly live Facebook show and podcast called What's Barking Local that reviews pet products and interviews leaders and nonprofits making a difference in the lives of pets. When she's not saving the lives of Virginia's dogs and cats, Patty can be found paddling Blue Ridge Mountain Rivers or the Chesapeake Bay, clay shooting, fly fishing, or enjoying Montana ranch time chasing cattle on her big gray horse, Ike. Hey, Patty. Hey, what's going on? How are <laughs> what you isn't today? going on? <laughs> I know. We're in the midst of corona craziness as we record this. You know, if it's not um, one kind of crazy, it's another, so... <laughs> 
Right. I mean, we're used to it as small business owners. It's always a little bit crazy. Um, this is just a different spin on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's called being flexible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. that. That is the key. Um, so I, I, it's kind of weird to jump into my normal podcasting questions considering there's so much going on, but I'm just going to do it anyhow. <laughs> oh, let's, let's be normal just for a moment. <laughs> So why don't you tell us, you've been in the pet industry for a long time, but how did you get started? Was there um, a certain pet that inspired you to go down this path? Well, actually, yes and no. See, um, I had owned an advertising agency for almost 20 years uh, in North Carolina, Chicago, and then moved to Virginia, and I was still working on ad clients. And at that same time, I was also... um, getting back into horses and and had my dogs and cats and things with me on a small farm and there was this one horse that I was having trouble with and I just really couldn't ride and I started hearing about animal communicators and what they were all about and I got the help of one and pretty much the horse said to me if you would sit still and shut up I will teach you how to ride and that kind of got my attention. And every and, and this animal communicator was great. And she could confirm things that I had no idea that she could even do. And so I started taking lessons with her. And I took her classes. And then I became uh, skilled at doing the telepathic animal communication. And the more I was doing this, I was listening to my own animals. Um, Two of them had uh, problems with cancer, and then the third one came down with cancer, and um, I was getting a lot of free food from my brother, who worked for a pretty big national brand that I I, I don't name and I'm not going to sell, ever. Um, But I started putting some things together and reading about better pet food and raw food, and pretty much my dog looked at me and said, you know, Blondie, why don't you use your advertising and marketing skills and teach people that there's a better way to feed their dogs and and you need to start it with me right now. Um, And so I kind of listened to my dog and walked in and told my husband, I said, I'm so sorry. I know you're getting ready to retire, but I'm stopping my advertising business and we're opening a retail store. (laughs) That's okay, right? The dog told me to do it. I have to do it. The do- exactly. It was pretty much like that. And um, so um, I started buying the raw food and filling up freezers in my garage. And then I found a consortium of people that were involved in agility dog showing that were also doing that to my surprise. And so I became the drop-off point for 500 pounds of dog food every week from a local distributor. And um, very quickly, within a couple of months, uh, it became clear to me that I should really open a store. And um, that's how all the craziness started. <laughs> that What an amazing story. And so now I'm kind of putting the pieces together, but your business is called Animal Connection. And I, I guess that kind of ties on the, um, you know, the kind of telepathic connection that you have with animals. It does. And it, it also, it, it also inspired me because, um, you know, if I was going to do this, I wanted to be like an epicenter of all things pet. Like if you wanted to know where to find a holistic vet or a Reiki master or an animal communicator or, you know, whatever your pet's needs were, if you needed to learn how to do herbs or flower essences, I wanted to be the source where you could get so much more than just buying a bag of dog food. I really wanted to create a kind of community where, you know, we know the rescue groups, we know who's doing what in the area and just really make it 
uh, as I said, a, you know, a connection and a community of pet lovers and things that they need in our area. I think that's so wonderful. And, and I think that it for people who are listening, you know, something I want to point out is that, like you were serving as kind of the connection, even if maybe you couldn't offer a certain knowledge or skill that people needed, you were happy to connect people. And that's kind of how your business. Exactly. Thrived, I, I mean, there's no way you know, any of us could do it all. But, you know, the fact that we knew a lot of information, we know what we know. Uh, that seemed to be a real service that was missing, especially with the big box stores that were established already in our town. Yeah, I know. The problem with going into those stores is a lot of times the people working there, they don't know anything about the products on the shelves. So um, having a local shop where people are really knowledgeable and you can go in and say, oh, my dog's like kind of itchy and I don't know what to do. And they actually have real recommendations. It's such a great asset. Right. I mean, it, it even got to be a kind of a crazy step further because um, with the animal communication work, I also learned kinesiology. I think some people call it muscle testing. Um, I actually learned from a dowser. I mean, a good old fashioned dowser using pendulums. So imagine what people Ooh. thought when they came into my store and say, well, I don't know the right thing for your dog, but my crystal does. <laughs> And you're in the middle of Virginia. Like how, what is the the climate? Are people in Virginia sort of receptive to all of this? You know, it's a university stuff? town where we are. So there were surprisingly a lot of people that were kind of open to it. But a lot of times I would have to go into the back room and go, okay, let me write down some choices. Let me, let me swing this pendulum and see what we can find out. And, and then go back and say, you know, I thought about it and let's do this. <laughs> Kind of on the sly. <laughs> it sounds like the Wizard of Oz. You were like behind the curtain. I know, but you know, it's funny because the vets would, um, I would take my dog into to the vet and, um, you know, I, I wanted to have some acupuncture on him, you know, for maybe his hyperthyroid or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever was going on. And, um, yeah, I, I see them working over him and looking over the, with, with their hands. And I say, so I'd say, so what do you, what do you think? What does he need? And they look at me and go, well, you're the animal communicator, you tell us. And so I would, I would go and I would just say, you know, things like T4, L3. And they look at me like, how do you know that? And I was like, my dog just told me, I said, I have no idea what it means, but this is what he told me. What do we want to do with it? And they just That's shake their amazing. heads and go on, you know, it's not really so amazing. Uh, this animal communication thing, if you can sit still and be quiet for 15 minutes, I can teach anybody how to do it. It's, it's really that simple, just being in tune and being able to filter out uh, what's, a, what's a good message and what, what is your imagination. Huh. That's so interesting. I, I, you know, I always think about, I always try to, you know, I say live a dog-inspired life. And, um, and I look to my dogs a lot for guidance of, you know, how to do things. Even like they drink so much water. And when they start drinking water, I'm like, oh, I should have a glass of water. There you go. <laughs> because they know, like they're more in tune with their bodies, I think, than we are. They really are. Um, yeah. So that, that is, that's really interesting. And I, I, you know, they know how to live in the moment and we don't really know how to do that. So. Well, I think people <laughs> are learning how to do that a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So shifting gears a little bit, even though this is so interesting, but I want to talk about your, your Facebook show, the live show that you do every week. Um, called, it's called What's Barking Local. And um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the format of that, why you start, decided to start doing a live show. Well, uh, I was in, uh, I was inspired by 
Jerry Miller of VMV Brands, who has a daily show called I Love Seville. And what he does is try to bring together people that are making a difference in the community, whether it's with their business or giving back to the community. It, um, there are always musicians on Friday. And he asked me to come on uh, and tell my story about Animal Connection. And it was so well received. He had me to come back and do three show, three subsequent shows. You know, it was basically, it was about um, how I got started and then how we do the store and then how, how we do things in the community. It turned out to be a, a full series. And he looked at me and goes, you know, you really ought to have your own show. I mean, you like doing this. It's, you know, it's fun. Um, so his show is basically, it's, it's just like two people sitting at a bar, having, having a chat, which I am pretty good at. <laughs> so, so uh, we decided on a, a Wednesday afternoon and, and my focus was, um, you know, people in the pet community that are making a difference. So some weeks it's a, it's a supplier where, so we're going to talk about raw food or some weeks it might be someone from a rescue group. It's event heavy. It's um, cause heavy. Uh, we might have like a series of, um, you know, it might be the canine police. Um, heck, at um, before Dogfest, we decided to do a microbrew in, in partnership with a, a local brewery, and they called it Big Dog Blondale, and, and the proceeds from the sales of that, my phone's going to ring. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, we decided to give the proceeds from that to the rescue groups in Charlottesville. So, you know, here we are drinking beer on the show and having fun, and Gosh, at Christmas time, I got some of my favorite band, local band members in, and we, we all sang Christmas carols. You know, got some people that had been on previous shows. Uh, you know, it can be anything. When I was on vacation and my my husband sadly stayed at home, he took over the show and started talking about kayaking with dogs. It can be anything, but it's a lot of fun. It's interactive. People call in. They can comment uh, while we're in the show and ask questions, and they can really get involved in the fun. And has this show, um, have you, do you have any stories about how it's impacted your business or brought customers into your store or anything like that? Well, it's funny because, you know, I've never been a starstruck person at all, but it's, it's funny to now walk downtown or to the restaurant. And, you know, when the grocery store people say, I saw you on what's barking local, you know, like, holy smokes, you know, uh, you never know what kind of impact you're going to have. I think for me, the, the best thing, I mean, yes, it's helped my store. Yes, it's brought some people into the store, but it's also uh, strengthened our position as sort of the, the leader of the community or as Jerry Miller, my co-host on this show says, the water cooler of all things pet in Charlottesville, which I think <laughs> is so funny. Um, the nice thing for me, too, is, you know, there are a lot of small rescue groups in our town. It's, we have a very large SPCA, but we also have a lot of smaller ones that are doing really good work. And they don't have the advertising budget to let people know what's going on or get help for their animals. So for me to be able to have them on my show, and the show has a reach of 350,000 people in a, in a viewing between wow. my viewership and between um, when... When I do my show, um, it is posted on the I Love Seville Network, which has a reach of about 200 miles um, from Richmond, wow. Virginia to Harrisonburg, Virginia, and through Charlottesville. So uh, because of this reach, you know, they get a great amount of exposure that they couldn't afford. I mean, they can't buy advertising like that. Uh, you know, they can't buy it on the TV. They can't buy it in newspapers. And 
uh, yes, they have a reach online, but this this is an incredibly good service for uh, rescue groups and nonprofits. Yeah, the, I think that's so great. And I think the, the interesting thing is that, um, you know, a lot of retailers, when they think of doing a live show, they might just you know, think of it very sales minded. Um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but taking more of like a cause approach probably gets you a lot more viewers and a lot more people seeing it. And you could actually make a larger impact rather than just selling a few extra products. Um, you know, there's, there's more of a purpose behind what you're doing. Well, I think there's room for both. I mean, uh, right now we're trying to do things like I am horrible with a selfie stick, but I'm learning how to use it in my own store because, you know, especially now with what's going on, uh, you know, I'm doing a FaceTime personalized shopping experience in my store. So I'm learning mm -hmm. how to perfect things like that. But it's nice to do the What's Sparking Local show because I can bring things. I can show still pictures. I can use a little bit of video snippets and promote, you know, what's going on in our store or with our grooming or especially when we launched our self-serve dog wash. We could show how easy it is and how clean it is and how, you know, simple things like here's how we get a 150 pound English bull mastiff into a dog tub, you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, visual, visuals are great for things like that. Do you have a hard time finding dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style? I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog and stylish gifts for the dog obsessed. Best-selling products like our Puppy Breath Candle and the Jungle Dog Dress have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and The Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself! Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. I just saw a stat the other day that video gets like five times as many impressions than a still photo does. So video is is really powerful. Do you have any advice? I know a lot of people hate putting themselves in front of the camera <laughs> and just it, they get paralyzed in, it with fear. But you have found a way to be very comfortable in front of the camera. Do you have any recommendations for people? Well, you just got to get out there and try it. And, you know, you don't have to go live on Facebook right away. I mean, just, just do short videos. Get someone. It's easier if you get someone to film you. I mean, at some points in time, I have to go and if I'm having someone film me, hey, show me only from the waist up. Show me this. You know, I, this is what I want to see in the background. Um, either that, you know, you can do it that way and just practice. I mean, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Um, it is a little daunting at first, but, um, you know, you just got to pretend you're talking to a customer, you know, just talk, mm -hmm. talk to your people or, or, you know, talk about what matters and, you know, find things you can talk about that you're comfortable about talking about. It might not be your pet food. It might be, Hey, let's, let's talk about my kayak today. You know, something to, you really know well that you can get passionate about and just practice doing that for a while before you go live on Facebook. 
Yeah. I, and I, that's a really great tip to have someone film you because then you actually are talking to a person, you know, doing it a selfie by yourself. I, even I always feel a little awkward doing that. Um, so having another person there really helps. Right. And if you can find a, a place behind uh, whoever's filming you that where you can have, you know, those big memo pads or something like that, you know, the Jews and meetings mm-hmm. where you can put a few bullet points, uh, that's helpful. And then keep it really short. I mean, there's, our shows are long uh, on What's Sparking Local. They can be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. And personally, I think that's a little bit too long at times. I mean, you have to remember, what do people really have time to listen to? Right now, they've got time to listen to a whole lot. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, during a day, you have to figure out, you know, who's your audience? Do your who, what, when, where, why? And, uh, you know, and figure it out. Have a plan. Allow for spontaneity. If somebody walks in the store while I'm doing this, great. I like that even more. Get them on screen with you. <laughs> yeah, see what they're coming in to ask you and then answer it right there. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's really great. Um, I also wanted to ask you about Dogfest Charlottesville. Um, I mentioned in the intro that you organized this event. You have had like 4,000 people show up, partnered with a ton of rescues, ton of dogs showed up to it. Tell us a little bit about that event and why you started doing that. Well, this started um, eight years ago, and it really started with this this idea of community. And I thought it, we, we, we started at a little dog park under a picnic shelter. Everybody got a picnic table. We had a few tents, and we just decided, you know, wouldn't it be cool to let's all meet at the dog park and bring some of these resources together. And everybody that has a, a booth or a table, you need to provide some kind of, of a game, like bobbing for hot dogs or whatever, you know, that people can do with their dog. And so that's how it started. And it grew steadily every year. After the fifth year, we knew we were super onto something. And so we, uh, we moved it to um, an art park. Uh, that had a brewery and a taco restaurant and then a nice, you know, bathrooms, a big concrete pad area and a stage. Bingo. This was a solution to everything. So now you've got a nice dry place and flat place for the tents. We had a stage. We got um, a local band to play. And, and this brewery that was there is the one that created our big dog Lawndale for us. So now we could sell beer and make money and, for the rescue groups to, to enjoy. And, and that's, that's how it grew. I mean, it grew from the dog park to last year, we did have over 45 booths, 14 different rescue groups, uh, 110 in the costume contest alone. <laughs> and uh, boy, that was a chore to judge that thing. But, I can uh, imagine. I was so many good costumes. But um, the, the downside of it is it, it is weather dependent. I mean, there was one year where it poured rain the whole time. We still had a big turnout and we just put everybody on stage. Um, last year was almost 100 degrees. So we had swimming pools everywhere for the dogs. So you have to be really flexible and and have some vision about how you can keep everything safe for everybody. Yeah, that I mean, it's a lot to manage, a lot of moving parts. And I think that the the key is to go with the flow because otherwise you will flip yourself out. I mean, we were lucky. We have such great relationships with our suppliers. I mean, we what we did in our tent last year is we actually had a hundred feet long of tent, and we 
we took all the treats, all the samples. I mean, every sample that we could get our hands on from four different suppliers. And we just laid out the tables. We gave everybody uh, a special shopping bag where we had printed a coupon on there for 10% off. Uh, when they would come to the store and they could go down the world's largest treat and sample bar and, uh, and take things. And, uh, you know, that was a great thing for our, our business to let people know how many things they had. And boy, did they love getting the free stuff. Oh yes. People love free stuff, especially free dog food and free Free is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds really fun. There's, um, our like local neighborhood dog shop celebrates their birthday every year uh, or their anniversary of their store. And they take over the parking lot across the street and it's, it's kind of similar and they always have activities, which is what I, I love. I, it's my pet peeve is events that are just tables full of pamphlets. Um, I think you need to have some fun stuff for people to do. So they've had like tie dyeing your own dog bandanas and photo booths and that. So, um, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you about your current pack of dogs, um, and how, how they kind of came into your life. Well, I tell you what, this is one of the first times in my life that I don't have a dog. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Well, the re- the reason is, um, two years ago, I went through some big life changes where, um, I found myself single after 30 years and sold a house, moved from a farm into town. And, um, and at, at that time, I, you know, the, the old dogs that I'd been looking after sort of had expired and the same with the cats. And it was the first time that I wasn't looking after old dogs, old cats, old horses and old chickens and, uh, and then old parents. And so I just kind of found myself like, wow, I actually have some flexibility and some free time. What am I going to do with it? Uh, I see plenty of dogs all day long in our grooming. Our next door neighbors have two dogs that we call our dogs. Hmm. And, uh, my, I, I did remarry and my mother-in-law has eight cats and four dogs. <laughs> so I, I have plenty of animals in my life and, you know, that seems to be a, enough for now. Um, I'm just kind of enjoying being, having a little flexibility for the first time in, oh, about 35 years. Oh, yeah. I could totally understand. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of responsibility. And and as long as you, you have plenty of options for contacting dogs. <laughs> so, yeah. And with your skills, you could probably like telepathically talk to the dog across the street. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then it gives me an opportunity to, you know, help with rescue groups and, and, you know, just be a part of more things. You know, I, I feel like I'm really needed in the community to, to help people. And gosh, you know, right now I don't want anything to tie me back from doing that. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's wonderful. It, you know, and I think that life, goes through different stages and cycles and everything like that. And right now, if you can impact more dogs and cats lives by not having your own pets, I think that's a really great arrangement. I'm starting to think that way. I mean, my, my store dog was an amazing Chesapeake Bay retriever and I'm starting to think about puppies. (laughs) So. Oh, getting puppy fever. It's dangerous. (laughs) It is. Well, Patty, thank you so much. Uh, it was so great to talk to you, especially in the midst of this crazy week. And I hope 
everyone enjoys listening to this conversation and kind of gives them a little escape from their social isolation. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's what you make it. I mean, for us, you know, we are thankfully staying busy with our delivery and curbside service mm -hmm. and virtual shopping options, but it's also giving us some time to do things that we really needed to do, like update a POS system and update grooming software. So, you know, we're, we're busy, but, you know, we're being resourcefully busy. And my show is still going on Wednesdays. Yeah. So tell everyone um, where they can find, where they can find you online and where they can find your show. So our website is Animal Connection VA, like VA for Virginia, dot com. And that's also our Facebook address is AnimalConnectionVA.com. What Sparking Local airs live on Facebook every Wednesday at three o'clock on my page and also on the I Love Seville page. And then we have replays available on our page and then uh, as an iTunes pod, excuse me, iTunes podcast. Okay, great. Great. Well, everyone check that out. Obviously, Patty has a lot of interesting things to say and to share. And um, I think I think everyone would enjoy listening to the show. I watched I watched it a little bit earlier this week to prepare to talk to you. And it's really great. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Patty. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's fun. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.